Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. my goodness okay you couldn't hear me hello everybody nice to hear you now uh i guess you can hear me now you couldn't hear me so i apologize if the sound was too low can you hear me now richard or did i turn you on let's see (laughs) okay richard is the sound not on let me turn the sound on i thought we were on everybody hello i'm talking to myself here Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet. We'll try this one more time. Apparently, it was too much. Richard, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Are you on the – it says you're on the show. Okay. Well, I'm here. I mean, I was waiting for you to come on. Well, you're on my phone, but I see that you're on my show, too. So do you have me on one I shouldn't line? be on your phone. I, I did make two phone calls to you, but I hung up on both instances. So the only thing I should be showing right now is the is the show itself. No, you're on my phone and not on the show. So call back in that 347 number. Okay. Here, I'll cut this one off. Okay. Cut the, okay. Interesting. How, okay, call Okay, now we're back. Uh, the show is showing. We sometimes we have the world and the universe gives us a funny thing to check us out to see if we know what we're doing. <laughs> Usually we don't. We think we know. So God has no religion and God has no plan for today. Apparently, He's leaving it up to us. And uh, these technical issues we're having with our online interspace ascension. Center and Ascension Church Ohana Awakening Movement, folks. So welcome to the Ascension Age Awakening Movement. I'll be your host today, Teresa J. Morris, with Richard T. Knight, my co-host. And, you know, we're going to be pastors today because I have Teresa J. Morris Ministries, and I actually do have a website for that, and I'm not sure what it's going to look like when it grows up. But uh, Richard T. Knight has agreed to be a pastor with me. And of course, somebody's going to be at the door. So stand by. Richard, would you introduce yourself while I, the whole world's coming around. But Richard, introduce yourself. Sure. We've got the world. All right. Good afternoon or good evening, everyone, depending on what time zone you're in. Uh, my name is Richard T. Knight. I am a very thoroughly educated individual, and I have been a uh, a reverend and a priest, and I am actually a bishop with the Eastern Orthodox Coptic Egyptian Church. So um, I have been around organized religion for quite some time. 
Um, I have been ordained as a minister since the age of 19, and I am currently 65. I hail from the gracious state of California, and I currently reside in Georgia. However, I am looking to move probably in the future to Arkansas, possibly. Anyway, our physical residence, as far as the church is concerned, as the Ascension Church Ohana, is located in Gulf Breeze, Florida. And, of course, we are in a cyberspace ministry at the moment. Um, I also have doctorates in theology, religious science, metaphysics, and divinity. So I am very well educated in, in the areas of religion, and I have been on the ascension path of fully awakening as a given individual since birth. Uh, I came in not disconnected from source of all, or basically the God consciousness that resides within us all. And I was very much aware of who I was uh, with the ability to even speak as an infant. So that was a sign to others, you know, that uh, I am fully consciously aware of who I am and where I am and where I came from. So it's been that way. It's been an interesting path in life. There's been all kinds of paranormal and supernatural events. Uh, there's been all kinds of healing going on. There's been all kinds of different activities and different intersessions, you know, with all kinds of different people from different paths. Um, I wear numerous, numerous hats. I'm very well oriented with the initiatory path and the traditions of initiation. I'm also very well aware of uh, the, the magical paths and those particular aspects as far as white magic, gray magic, and black magic uh, used for self-defense and the defense of others. Um, and I come to you today uh, with an open heart and an open mind in hopes that basically we shall inspire you to awaken within yourself all that you can be and to leave the outside world, which is full of pain and trauma and chaos at the moment behind you. Because once you grow into yourself and fully awaken, become the divine being that you actually are and not the purely human being that you have been programmed to believe all that, all you, that is all that you consist of. So basically, I always walk the path from having a spiritual being, having a human experience and not a human chasing after a spiritual experience. And this has been my take on life and my reality for the last 65 years, and it has served me well. I have been uh, in a lot of conflict as far as situations are concerned. And, of course, the grace of God and the, and the mercy of Mary and the mercy of Christ have seen me through uh, all kinds of adversity and everything else. And so, therefore, I come to you with a humble heart and an open mind, and I wish you to awaken from the aspect being of the ascension path which is basically uh, the forefront movement at the moment amongst all of us here on earth. Um, great, of course, you know, it is, again, a personal choice because we all have free will. So therefore, you've got to decide for yourself what it is you will do for yourself and from what perspective you see reality as. Because we try our utmost uh, desire, of course, is to live in the here and now, in the now moment. Uh, the zero point allows you to create your reality and when you think about it, your mindset and your thoughts, as well as your spoken words and your actions, determine what actually creates or appears before you physically in reality in the 3D world. Um, of course, we live in a world of duality, so naturally there's good and bad and the white and dark and all the rest of this. And we have created our church and thrown the doors wide open to receive and accept everybody without judgment under the, under the auspices of unconditional love which is the same way that Christ himself came unto the people of the earth. 
So anyway, not that I claim to be Christ. Now, I do, I do adhere to his three golden rules, of course. Uh, love others as you would love yourself. Treat others as you would treat yourself. And above all, judge not lest you be judged. So, um, and even he, in his last teachings, said, there shall be many that shall come after me that shall do even greater things than I. Now, that is a, a token statement saying that, yes, we are all his brothers and sisters and that we are awakening unto our Christ-conscious selves. In other words, we have to reach up and eat inside ourselves in order to understand who we truly are and where we truly come from and all of the gifts and abilities that we as given individuals have. Not to mention we could easily be on a mission. Not all of us are. Um, but basically, this can be looked upon as either a school or it could un- unfortunately also be looked upon as a jail. It depends on what opinion you're going with and what perspective you happen to see things through. And, of course, you know, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full. The choice is always yours. And it is choices that make up our experiences to a very, very large degree. And this understanding precious reality at the moment because you have to be able to center and focus and ground as a given individual, as a spiritual identity, as a spiritual divine being that traverses in the multiverse, okay? We have more than just the universe around us and our cosmic brotherhood, but we also have a multiverse, which means that we transit through numerous dimensions at any given moment. And, of course, we travel greatly when we close our eyes and sleep at night. Sometimes we ask for travel. Sometimes we visit our star brothers and sisters. Sometimes we visit other planets. And, of course, if you have a true emotional intent as to the welfare of another given individual, you have the ability to actually go and check in on them and see how they're doing so that, you know, you're, you are become calm in spirit because that concern is now taken care of because you know that you have visited them and seen upon their well-being, and therefore you are more relaxed and more calm. And, I mean, it is serenity that we all are betokened. I mean, we have gifts of the Spirit. We have joy. We have happiness. We have contentment. We have uh, bliss. We have ecstasy. All of these are states of the Spirit, okay? These are all states of being. It is not something that you achieve or chase after. It is not something that someone else can give to you Rather, you have to give it unto yourself. So therefore, you know, this is, this is where we're at. This is where we come from. And, you know, I reach out to you with unconditional love and full acceptance, regardless of who you are, regardless of where you've been, regardless of where you are now, regardless of all that you have been through in life, because life itself is a journey. And we are taught many, many lessons. And unfortunately, if we don't learn a lesson the first time, we are basically taught the lesson over and over again until, in fact, we do absorb it within our hearts and within ourselves, and so we learn the wisdom and the experience out of that lesson, and then we are allowed to move on. Now, of course, human beings are social persons. You know, we're social animals, and yes, you could say that we are animals because we are at the top of the food chain. Uh, We have the highest intellect, okay, Um, in regards to mammals. um, Now, of course, we also have our brothers, the dolphins, and we also have our brothers and sisters, the whales, and they too share in a conscious relationship in a, in a human-similar kind of community in that they constantly communicate with each other through sound waves. Well, if you think of the spoken word, that too is sound waves. So we are all vibrating 
at a specific frequency that is in tune to our spiritual selves and our spiritual nature. And this frequency and energy basically draws them to us like-minded individuals or positive experiences. Again, depending on what your outlook and your perception is. If you are positive in nature, then in turn, positive things are going to create themselves and happen around you on a constant basis. And it will become very synchronistic. And we call that kind of like stepping into the flow of God. Because if you consider God as being unconditional love, the more you embrace unconditional love, you step into the flow of creative unconditional love in all aspects, in all perceptions. And therefore, you move forward and your life becomes filled with happiness and joy and contentment because you have stepped into the flow of the creation or the creative source itself in an unconditional loving way. And so as long as you embrace love, therefore nothing but loving experiences come your way. And we need at this juncture to let go of all our pain and our sorrow and our trauma and our hardship and our chaos and our separation between each other. We need to let all of this go because these, in fact, are illusory, okay? We are one family of man. We are one race. Color, creed, denomination, belief system, tradition make no significant difference at all because that in turn enriches you as a given individual and that experience and wisdom you can share with others outright. And this is what the Church of Ascension of Ohana is all about. We are one family of man, one family of and in God, okay? We are all children of the Lord and Lady, or whatever you wish to call them. Uh, There is a source of power above us that is conscious and is wise, and therefore, in turn, assists us in creating our reality as given individuals, and also the reality that we share commonly as the race of man. So you're talking about two different consciousnesses, and yet they are intertwined. You are talking about two different realities, and yet again, they are intertwined. And we as a race agree to the commonality of reality form. In other words, you know, houses, buildings, cars, streets, trees, forests, lawns, open spaces, animals. We are agreeing in a con- on a conscious level that all of this basically is our reality that we share in common as a society and civilization of human beings. Then in turn, you have your own individual world, okay? And that would include your parents, your friends, your extended family, or anyone that you love and respect, anyone that you honor tradition-wise, anything that you honor belief-wise, anything that you hold close to your heart, that then becomes your own world. Because in that world, we all interact together Again, attracting like-minded people or going to like-minded events. Now, of course, we have the pandemic. Or pandemic, hopefully, and I pray to God and Goddess that this is true, it is on its way out. It has plagued mankind for an entire year, and it is time that it leave us alone, okay? Now, of course, there are vaccinations, and, of course, everyone has uh, their opinion about being vaccinated, and, you know, that's perfectly fine. But the thing of it is, the vaccinations are supposedly granting us the freedom away from this stupid virus, okay? So we come together as one family in unity, okay? We are all human beings. We are all spiritual beings that are having a human experience. We are all traditionally 
bound together as one race upon one planet Earth. And it is the resources of that Earth that we must all share. Our societies, as they intermix, collide, and come together, just like the United Nations, okay? Therein you have representatives of each and every country, and they meet together to form a quorum in regards to making decisions in regards to helping various countries out of trauma or out of, uh, you know, various stages of starvation or hindrance because they've been affected by a volcano or they've been affected by a hurricane or they've been affected by a tsunami. You know, this all plagues and pleads upon our hearts to give to them simply because we understand the trauma that they are going through and we understand the empathy and the outreach that is necessary to reach them so that in turn, their lives are also lifted. And that's what we're truly all about, is the lifting of life, okay? The lifting of consciousness, the lifting of your spirit as you can awaken to understand that in fact you are a spiritual being and not just this human being that you've been programmed to believe. that this. And it's from this aspect that we come to you with open hands, open hearts, and open minds. And this is the Ascension Church Ohana, and this is our lovely Sunday evening. And we welcome all of you, and we hope that a great many of you are listening, and that we hope that we uplift you in some minor way, maybe to put a smile upon your face, or maybe to put a smile within your heart, or maybe to help you feel joy or happiness or contentedness, or above all, serenity and peace, through which, of course, are granted the state of being called tranquility. And from tranquility, all things basically under the sun come unto you in a peaceful fashion, okay? And this is, this is the state of being that we need to reach as a race, okay? We need to do away with discrimination. We need to do away with separation. We need to do away with war. We need to do away with starvation. We need to do with, away with poverty. We need to do away with all these negative things that we have allowed into our reality because we have the creativeness within ourselves that when we come together as one family, we can, in fact, eliminate all of these. These are accepted realities that we have allowed to come into our reality and that we have accepted as the norm in various traditions in various countries and so on and so forth. We do not, I repeat, do not have to accept this as the norm. Rather, we can create love, joy, and happiness in regards to a race of beings that in turn accept, understand, and fully reach out to each other in a state of being from peace and harmony and unconditional love. And yes, I realize that this is a grand undertaking because we have just been hit worldwide by this pandemic, this awful, terrible virus that was used as germ warfare that was undertaken to eliminate a great many of the elderly or anyone any that had a lessened or weakened immune system so that in turn, you know, the virus uh, would basically harm them greatly. Well, again, as a, as a race consciousness, we can repel and destroy this virus among us because we don't have to accept it. We don't have to accept anything that comes into our reality that is negative in any way, shape, or form. All we have to do is step aside and allow it to pass by us. We have to come to a juncture where we are in agreement as one conscious state of beings, okay? We have to reach out to each other in love. We have to reach out to each other in unconditional acceptance 
We have to reach out to it with each other without judgment, without bias, without discrimination, that we are, in fact, one race of beings, all human beings, and yet at the same time, all divine beings created from a spiritual perspective that, in fact, we all resonate as a vibration and a frequency that, again, resonates as a whole, and yet at the same time, we, in, as individuals, are given a specific vibration and frequency rate that we vibrate at that in turn draws all kinds of things into our reality. And if we make it a positive vibration, since love is one of the highest vibrations you can reach and one of the highest vibrations you can keep vibrating outwardly from you, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, then in turn, you are doing all that you can do to help harmonize not only your own given reality and your own given created world, but the world that resides around you. TJ, yeah. Anyway. Um, I'm here. Okay. I had you on double speaker. I was like my friends here at the house. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I realize that. Yeah, sounds good. Well, uh, were you going to have other people come on because Brett didn't show up? I was hoping he'd show up. You were hoping. Well, unfortunately, uh, Marcy also withdrew, so I'm not sure, you know, uh, if anybody's okay. coming or not. All right. Well, then it may just be you and me today, and that's okay because uh, we don't know what's going on, folks. We're just doing what we can to make this work for everybody and practice our cycles of living. So I wanted to talk a little bit about waking up each day to a new beginning and how you handle because every day we don't know what's going to happen, and we've been getting a lot of things going on that just uh, doesn't seem right, but we're – having to deal with it and everybody you never know and I've had some things happen to me so I'd like to talk about cycles and how we you you mentioned on giving energy and the unconditional love and you know how we put all that together but how are we all going to survive on the planet helping each other and we've seen a lot of world religions come and go and people and their cultures come and go so how we choose to serve out our time on the planet it used to be easy for me to tell people if they don't like it, just go somewhere else. Or, you know, if you don't like the weather, wait and it'll change. But those things don't work so much anymore. So we're going to have to recognize what love is and what light is and how we can serve other human beings. And that is what we're calling the Ascension Age Awakening. There's many steps to being a better human. And first of all, trying to help yourself learn how you can be the best you can be every day. So cycles, Richard, uh, you know, the universe has cycles and the galaxies do and the planet does. And we're just little tiny individual entities circling around on this planet. When you look at the macrocosm and the God has made everything. So we want to say that God is everything. And yet there's things that we often wonder who we are. This is a common, you know, what am I? Who am I? Why am I here and where am I going? Those are the questions we use in life, in spiritual science. So with uh, Do What is Right is the theme for today. Ascension Church, Ohana, do what is right as above, so below. So since uh, it's up to you and me today to share as Ascension Masters, and now we work with Ascended Masters, 
Jesus, Maitreya, Michael, Metatron, all the angels that you may or may not be familiar with in the Bible. But I'm going to do something I don't normally do, but I'll tell you what, one day I did a reading in the Bible and I, about Ezekiel and the wheels and NASA has a patent on the wheels, but that worked out really, really good about what was going on and why we should do what we've got to do. But uh, can't hear you. Uh oh. Can you? I hear you now, but I couldn't hear you for a minute or two. Okay, I'm sorry. I said I hadn't planned on uh, doing anything with the Jesus story, but I guess we all here know that Jesus walked the earth and came back, and we believe in the words and what the word has said. But Jesus had told us in red in Mark that the gospel must first be published among all nations, That's just if you read it out of the context, because it said, but when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand where you shall speak, neither do you premeditate, but whatsoever shall be given you in that hour that speak ye, for it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. So now maybe we should discuss the Holy Ghost. How would you perceive what I just said that Jesus said in your own words, in today's language to people? But he's talking about two or more gathered, too, but don't take heed, right? Because this is Mark when he's given his little speech that we're all beaten down and saw, you know, the rulers become rulers. And he said, for my sake, for a testimony against them, and the gospel must first be published among all nations. So I guess he's talking about preaching the gospel to all nations. So because right after that comes, but when they shall... I'm having trouble seeing lead you and deliver you to make take no thought beforehand where you shall what you shall speak neither do you premeditate but whatsoever you shall be given you so he's saying in the hour that shall you speak that you shall speak so he's saying but the holy the holy ghost that we will speak. We don't have, he says he wants to preach the gospel to all nations, but just don't worry about what you're going to say because of the Holy Ghost. You get, so you understand what I'm saying. I'm sure you've got that memorized like everybody else in the world that understands when two of them are gathered in his name and you're supposed to preach the gospel to all nations. You don't have to take, you don't have to worry about what you're going to say because the Spirit is going to be with you. So you just speak. So that's, that's, pretty heavy so holy spirit and the holy ghost are interchangeable when it comes to words that humans have used to help others that uh even when he was on the cross he's at you know he's called abba his father saying you know his spirit was willing but his flesh was weak and don't we all feel like that so the holy spirit is what gives you that life that source that energy that goes back once we're past and having near-death experiences myself i know it's been important for me to really express in this reality that when i started having miracles happen in my life divine no there's no other way to explain it to explain what happened to me when i've died several times and 
having my my daughter, but after that, having the tree split with fire and seeing things like out of the Bible because you don't believe it. You just don't believe that those things still happen, but they do. And that's through the Holy Spirit working around us, with us, with the universe, with God, and then telling us what to say because the Holy Spirit is with us and will guide us into what to say. If we're doing his his work, their work. <laughs> so with God has no religion. All words, the beginning was the word, and the word was without form, was in the beginning. And then, of course, God comes forth in all the waters and all that. You know, we go through the demiurge. But all the world religions coming together, I heard you talking about that's what we need to do. And that's what people have been telling me, to stop separating everybody. So that can't we all just get along sort of in a unity and that's what one of the uh, gentlemen told me recently. I'd never met him, but he was working for the phone company. So people understand that we're moving into a new cycle and that we should all be very aware of what we say and hope that it works well for others. We have to help each other. And right now what we can see is some of the people that have more in abundance are moving out into space. And they're also the ones that are going to control the food because they're all buying up the land. That Mr. Malone has most all the land in the United States. And then Ted Turner and uh, several others, five to seven people. The Queen owns so much with Australia, Canada, and England and all that. So she's one of the largest landowners. So they will be able to control the food. He who controls the f land controls the food because – that's where our food comes from, except the synthetics. And we're not real happy with buying things out of boxes anymore. So hopefully even Jeff Bezos knows to get back to Whole Foods. So he's invested heavily into Whole Foods now, not only air, space, and being up in the space. But we can talk about the change we've seen, Richard, and how we're all going to deal with what is right. Do you think that the golden rule and what you and I are working together here – we know people will want to help with uh, the golden rule and what we can create together, inviting more people and what they want to share themselves. So I'm not sure how to build this except that we are the two pillars, and it's it's starting to come together. People are really getting in touch with me now, uh, more so than they ever have before, that have been in our ACO club and our Ascension Center organization. And I think you were a big catalyst for that. Plus, you have a lot of people connected to you. And we're just trying to figure out, Richard and I, how, how, what are we going to do? Because I've got the original book, and some people have copies. There's a friend of mine that has the Ascension Ancient Mystery Schools up in Kentucky, Barry Gaunt, and then a lady over in New Mexico, and uh, then me. And then she showed it some people over in uh, Sedona and uh, Roswell but uh, this just shows how we need to get organized and have people helping each other and all of that but right now we need to really be aware that we're going through changes with our water and our food and that we don't own the water and we don't own the food so that is going to put us in a hierarchy whether we want to believe it or not and everything's going up. So, Richard, help us stay positive about what we're inspiring others to be about, taking care of themselves first, and then secondly, not being so selfish that they don't 
they aren't aware of other people around them, right? And their families and communities. Can you help me out here? <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you know, um, it's kind of far-fetched, but yet this is also a truth that is basically abundantly coming together. Uh, we have star brothers and star sisters, and eventually they will impact our civilization sooner or later. Uh, you know, there has been great prophecies made by numerous channels and numerous, numerous intuitives stipulating that, you know, uh, extraterrestrials are basically out in our stratosphere, in our farthest epic of our stratosphere, in spaceships, and there are about 50,000 of them. And, of course, they come in love and light, and no, they are not here to control us in any way. Rather, they are here to show us a better way. So if you consider that into the equation, that puts in a, a complete unknown, okay? It also takes it out of the control of the hands of the upper 10% as well. To be Nasara, which is basically their plan to introduce, uh, you know, a redistribution of all the wealth in the world. So that basically any given person can see to their own needs and everything else without strife because they then have enough to basically go out and, and freely buy what they need to buy and uh, store what they need to store so that they can eat freely, so that they can clothe themselves freely, so that they have gas to put in their vehicles and all this kind of thing. Now, of course, you know, this is hypothetical because, you know, uh, I mean, it's not like I can pull down a UFO at the moment and say, okay, make yourselves public, which if you look at the last 10 years, this has been going on and on and on quite frequently, and they have, in fact, been making themselves known. But, of course, you know, this is this brings up a great deal of fear simply because as a civilization and as a population and a race, we do not be we do not in any way, shape or form want to be controlled by any out exterior or external race of beings. However, if these beings come to us in peace and they are here to help us and to give us technology that in turn furthers our ability to sustain ourselves, then yes, that is something that should be welcomed with open arms. Now, you know, yes, it is obvious that we are going or coming to the end of a cycle, okay? The end of Pisces. All right, that was an era of questioning, an era of, of, of being split in half, and we are, a, we are aiming and coming into the age of Aquarius, the water bearer, okay? The age of Aquarius befits uh, community com, uh, uh, sharing, um, all kinds of positive things, all right? And again, this is only astrology. It depends on what your perspe perception and perspective is, okay? I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't give wholeheartedly the control of my future into the hands of Ted Turner or any of these other uh, persons that think they're the billionaires and they can control the entirety of the earth. I don't give that. I don't uh, No, They will not have that power over me. Okay. So if I get together with a hundred thousand people of like mind, I assure you that we in turn would then be a conscious consensus stipulating that no, this will not come to pass, okay? And as the old saying goes, you reap what you sow. And as Christ himself says, you shall know them by the acts that they do. Just as he says, there shall be many that come among you that shall claim to know me, and I shall know them not, okay? So, yeah, as far as interpreting Mark, well, Mark is stating that, you know, hey, it's a time to realize that your words have power, 
that your words vibrate, that your words are frequency, okay? And when you reach up to God in prayer with a humble and earnest heart, that your words are heard, okay? And that in turn, God shines his light back down on you through the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And when you are divinely inspired, then you speak as a channel or a voice of God themselves, all right? And this is becoming more and more common. And as times change, of course, we have to have the counterbalance, okay? Coming out of an extreme negative cycle where people have been abused and harmed in all kinds of different ways that you can imagine, all right? It is time for for the terror and the treachery and the abuse to end. It is time now for an upliftment of mankind. And there is absolutely nothing that man themselves can do to prevent this simply because this is coming from the will of God, the very source that created us all. So how can you oppose that which created you? You cannot. So anyway, that given and that said, all right, it is a time, yes, to look after yourself, all right, to mend all that has harmed you within, to come forward as a whole and complete being in the recognition that you are divine. You are not simply human, but you are divine individual being as well as being human, okay? And this is the counterbalance to all the negativity that we have created, and it is the doorway through which we can enter into a that is much more relaxed, a time that is no longer filled with war and hatred and division, a time that in turn there is complete unconditional love for all of mankind through and in all of men and women a time of equality, okay? The subterfuge and the ownership and the dominion is coming to an end. They have had their time, okay? They have put us down and put us down for 50,000 years, and the 50,000 years has now come to a completion, a complete withdrawal shall be done now because, as the Bible itself says, the meek shall inherit the earth. And those that were first shall now be last, and the last shall be first. Heed and understand what that is saying, okay? Those who have been impoverished and pushed down to a state of homelessness because of circumstances beyond their control are the meek, okay? The meek are those who have been used and abused without a voice because those around them simply covered over them. They did not want to hear them. They did not want to accept them as being a part or parcel of their space or even being human for that matter. All of this negativity is and shall come to an end. This is the will of God, okay? This is not my will. This is the will of God, all right? And when you talk divine will, miracles happen. And this is the hope that I provide for you on this Sunday evening, afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world, okay? The hope is this. As long as you embrace the divinity within yourself, love yourself, treat yourself with sincere and divine consideration. Not only all of yourself as a human, but all of yourself as a divine being and the created divinity that was expressed through God themselves, okay? That is who you are. That is the awakening process. That is waking up tomorrow and realizing that, wow, I have a whole lot more power and a whole lot more ability than these people 
have pushed me down and drastically said to me, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. You don't have that privilege. You don't have this. You don't have that. That time has come to an end. It is time now for you to stretch out your divinity, to reach out your arms in love as the divine being that you are. And from this complete unity and absolute confirmation of oneness as a race, we then take away the dictatorship of the selected few that think they control the world because their control is coming to an end. And no, I make no threats and no, I mean no violence. Rather, I speak from the divine will of God and it is the divine will of God that this drastically change because mankind has suffered enough and he has decreed that it is now an end to the suffering. And yes, I speak to you from my heart. I speak to you from the Holy Ghost and I speak to you from divine prophecy because this is the will of God and through God he speaketh. And just a reminder to people, when you use the Bible and it's out of context or out, you have to know the whole story going on. And uh, we'll do our best to help you because a lot of people just never read the Bible. And I've met a lot more that have never even picked the Bible up. And I find that really strange because it was so important to me growing up. But it's not all we use. We use the Emerald Tablets, the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Upanishads, Bhagavad Gita, and many others, including the Quran and also the Torah. But I'm going to read something about Jesus here because where I live and in the South, we use Jesus a lot (laughs) as our window and portal to our souls. But when uh, Jesus was being asked, and this is in red for those of you that go by the King James Bible, but Jesus was being asked, the seven had her and had no need last of all the women died also these are when the seven brothers had asked who how would it be in heaven when their wives and all of that but uh, in the resurrection therefore what they when they shall rise whose wife shall be she be of them for the seven hath had her to wife so one brother uh died the next brother died the next so they'd pass the wives on down so like the mormons of today are used to be when they came across our united states of america but jesus answered saying to them do you not therefore err because you know not the scriptures neither the power of god for when they shall rise from the dead they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are as the angels which are in heaven. And as touching the dead, that they rise, have ye not read in the book of Moses? Now in the bush God spake unto him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is nor the God of the dead, but the God of the living, yet therefore do you greatly err? So he's saying God is of the living, and when you're dead, you're not, you're raised as angels. So that right there tells you about ascension, okay? He says that you are like angels. You are spiritual beings once again, and there's no need to have a wife or a husband. And what he's telling us, if you believe in God, and God does not err. So you've got to believe that he is not the God of the dead, Now, this is in red for Jesus saying this, God of the living, 
ye therefore do greatly err. Now, I find that funny because so many people don't even believe in angels. But, you know, to each his own, whether you want to believe in Jesus or not. But he gave these commandments, folks, whether you want to believe them or not, that's up to you. But I'll give them to you. He said, and Jesus answered, here's what uh, one asks. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, talking about Jesus, he asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So that's the two that God gave Jesus to tell us, okay? And as far as I know, with this Ascension Church reestablished on earth, while God has no religion and he is the God of the living, that's all of us. If you're living, there's one God for all of us. So that second is to what we call the golden rule, basically, that namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There's none other commandment greater than these. Now these, so the first and the second, love God your God, okay, our God is one Lord. So thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. So he separated it there. If you believe these words are uh, written, maybe they're not written exactly right from Aramaic, or he spoke Hebrew and Aramaic, I'm sure, right back in that day. That's a big argument. But they translated it into German, and then we got it into English from uh, King James when they did the King James Bible by the scribes. But with all thy mind and with all thy strength, thy strength, I guess, could be considered your body. So your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength, everything that you have, you love God first. And second is how we treat each other. Love thy neighbor as thyself. So there's no other greater than to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. So with that, that's what do what is right is about, folks, is to know that you are not alone on, in this world or in this universe or in any universes. There is a God. And once you leave this physical life behind you, you're going to become as an angel. Now, I'm certain that... He was trying to explain there's no husband and wives in heaven. They're angels. You become a spirit again, a service to others, angelic being. So having died and left my body behind, that's exactly what I felt like. And it gives you wings. It's like uh, Richard and I and others teach about dreams and lucid dreams, that dreaming and your lucid dreams and that part of you that's dreaming is just as much a part of you and your spirit uh, 
in your mind and soul and body and strength as is your love for God or love for that that you don't know about. So let's say you're an atheist and you don't believe in anything the Bible has to say or anything any scribe has ever written or a scribe has ever said. When you're about ready to pass over, <laughs> and if you've ever been around people dying, you know, they're not really that concerned about what's going to happen to you standing there watching them die, which I have. But they're more concerned about what's going to happen to them when they leave the planet. And some people that I didn't think believed in God, they may have not believed in Jesus, but they did pray to God. So, you know, I was always under the assumption that everybody learned what I did, but I found out growing up and becoming an adult, especially going on 70 years, that people don't necessarily know what I know. And there's a lot of things they know that I don't know. So I believe that's part of the great two is the golden rule so we're going to do what is right love god above all others and then love our neighbors as ourselves pretty much he wrapped it up before he was taken because this is right before they go and he goes to the uh, 12 disciples go to sleep and they come and get him and put him on the cross <laughs> let's see who this is somebody else wants to talk so this hi seven seven five hope you uh Came to talk with Richard and Teresa. How are you today? Hello. Uh, I'm pretty good today. Who is this? Uh, my name is Edgar. Hi, Edgar. Are you familiar with what we're talking about? Uh, I'm a little bit familiar. Would you like to share? Uh, yeah, I'd like to share. Can, can I go ahead and share? If Certainly. you're helping us, Arch. that would be wonderful. All right, so I was thinking, if we put, if we kill all the niggas, crime rate would drop to zero, right? <laughs> that figures. Of course. So, uh, your sharing, your sharing is is not welcome. I mean, I'm sorry, it's just not. Uh, he's laughing. He thinks he's funny. He likes to attack churches. Either he's with the government or he's with himself, but neither. Yep. It's welcome when they're talking. Anyway, yeah, we, we can well, just that mute a, that. That was a good, good idea, but people, that's the kind of stuff that no matter what else we say is good, there's going to be idiots out there. So <laughs> love thy idiots as you love thyself, Richard. Of course. I mean, everyone's welcome to their opinion, you know. <laughs> you know, if you adhere uh, to violence, well, then violence will be the way you go. That's just the course of life. Edgar, 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 Lord of mercy. It's okay. You'll get your comeuppance because I do believe in reincarnation. So shall we talk about reincarnation and life after life? Oh, sure. Because, Where would you like uh, to begin? Well, we need to show some of these children that they think this is it and that they're not going to pay for the things they do that harms others. But uh, there is another side to this story, folks, that Jesus expressed <laughs> quite well he was even tempted himself so there is a tempter and there's a lucifer and a satan and there are people that we know that become zombies that do the flacca so kids if you think that you've got something pulled over on your elders on this planet you got another thing coming because you know what spirit and holy spirit has a wonderful way of teaching people direct without having to experience bad things. And that's when you know you're on the right path because you start getting divine guidance. 
And that young man right there, he's a long way from from getting divine guidance right now. So we're going to have to help some people learn when they're ready to show what the ascension steps are. And uh, a lot of us sort of keep to ourselves because we've got an hour left. And folks, you know, people that try to mess up other people's shows, that's just evil. It's just bad, okay? And, you know, he's he thinks he's being cute. So I, I know a lot of y'all would know, wow, why even let people talk? But you have to give people the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes you give them enough rope to hang themselves. So back at you, Edgar. What he said was not nice. So you heard what I just said, and I'm very careful about what I say. Well, Richard, how will we handle these people that we know they've got to learn lessons on this planet? Jesus tried to tell us about the sinners and teach us about the sinners. And at the last, he was given to the sinners. And they strung him up. So what do you want to say, Richard? Well, you know, I would have to say that in that particular instance, you have to also recognize that he rose from the dead on the third day. All right? And that, of course, even one of his disciples named Thomas doubted his ability to reincarnate, as it were, to come back into the flesh after having obviously been killed upon the cross, uh, that in turn, his hand into his side and could feel the actual wounds where the spirit penetrated him. Now, of course, I know this is getting kind of heavy into the Bible, okay? And, you know, there's a great many people out there that don't know anything about the Bible, have never read the Bible, have nothing to do with the Bible. But the precept is that we are all created by one God, okay? So it doesn't matter what your belief is, because all beliefs basically are going to sooner or later lead back to the same source, because it was one source that created us. So you could say, in a manner of speaking, Christ through his divine reincarnation or reassertion into the physical to some extent was implying or teaching mankind that yes when we do not learn what we're supposed to learn the first go round we do in fact come back until such time that we have learned all that we need to learn so yes i can personally attest i have probably had thousands of lives here okay and you would say well why in on earth would a person want to have thousands of lives well, there are changes, mystical, divine, otherwise, that basically there is a precept that, you know, you have to have the experience and you have to show compassion and you have to show service unto others for a very, very long time until eventually your spirit in and of itself actually gets elevated in vibration and elevated in frequency so that in turn you can reach out in a great many ways some of which are even non-physical that you hadn't even reached out to previously, okay? So, again, we, we fall back to cycles, okay? Now, I mean, of course, the Brahmins and the Indians, uh, not the American Native Indians, but rather the Indians that reside in India, they believe it wholeheartedly in reincarnation, and they even go as far as to say transmigration of spirits or transmigration of souls, which means, very frankly, that, you know, if you do a lot of bad to people, you might wake up and find yourself to be a bug of some kind in your next life or an animal of some kind in your next life 
or a plant of some kind in your next life. Now, I realize that, of course, to Western culture, this is inconceivable because we're not Indian and we are not raised in that culture or that tradition. But that is a very strong belief. And considering that India is the second most populated nation or country in the world, that is a humongous amount of believers in that particular faith. Okay? So I neither discredit nor completely uh, agree with them 100%. I do believe what wholeheartedly, because I can testify frankly, knowing for a fact exactly who I was and where I was and where I lived the last go-round that I was here. And that was back over 100 years ago in the Civil War. Okay? Now, yes, I can tell you names, dates, places, the whole nine yards, because I am very well aware who I was and what happened to me and even how I died. Okay? So that, again, though, is subjective because, you know, that's a mental impression. All right? You could say that, yes, my spirit is informing my mental consciousness in the here and now of who I was and what I did then. All right? And no, not a great many people can do this. A lot of people can do this under hypnosis, per se, when basically one is freed from the regular conscious mind and the spirit is allowed more or less to. I do believe wholeheartedly in reincarnation from the aspect being that, yes, it only makes sense. Because if you're a king one day, you certainly need to have more experience than just having been a king. After all, there are a great many people that basically put that king into being who the king is. They have all kinds of ministers. They have all kinds of counselors. They have all kinds of different servants of all kinds, not to mention the general populace that elected and swore, swore him in through rite and ceremony to be the king. But at the same time, what of all these other people? Well, then the king suddenly finds himself in servitude as a blacksmith, per se, okay? And he learns what a blacksmith is all about and what a blacksmith does and so on and so forth. And again, this is all knowledge and experience that we take upon ourselves as in a grand school, okay? You could say that the earth is the grandest school of all. It is a school of hard knocks and harm others. Then eventually, guess what? You're going to find yourself hurt and harmed by others because it only makes good sense. It is a balance. It is justice. It is a swinging of the pendulum from one side to the other, back and forth. And, you know, the only thing that is absolutely a certainty in creation itself is change. There is absolutely nothing in all of creation that is static. Everything and everyone changes constantly. And so, you know, hopefully uh, people that are of the perception that, you know, they're violent by nature or whatever, hopefully they too will change. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be at all surprised to learn that Hitler himself has probably been back incarnate a couple of times to learn certain th things that you do not do unto other people, especially when you start killing other people or making people the subjects of, of various kind of experiments and all this kind of thing, all under his control. Of course, he's been reschooled. You go to the other side or heaven or whatever you want to call it, and basically you get cocooned. And when you're cocooned, you learn all that you have done that was wrong and all that you have done that was right. And then basically you, basically you hold the two on a scale of balance. And if the wrong outweighs the right, guess what? You're coming back to earth again. Why? Because this is a grand school. So wherever you detoured, wherever the hell you went wrong, whatever wrong you have done to others, 
whether in only uh, be a few individuals or a whole race of beings, you will in turn be schooled upon those precepts and taught to taught to understand that no, this is not right under the law of God, as we have so as Teresa so eloquently pronounced that you are to love thyself and you are to love your neighbors as yourself. That is, in fact, the golden rule. If you do not treat others with love and kindness, which is the way that we all treat it, then there's something very wrong. And yes, you will come back and you will learn over and over again for however long it takes. Maybe it be five lives. Maybe it be 25 lives. Maybe it be 150 lives. It does not matter because, you see, time is a concept that only exists here on Earth. When you go into the spirit world, there is no time. Time is a circular cycle that basically says, you know, this goes on and this goes on and this goes on, and it's all played out harmoniously because that's creation itself. But when you break it down into our 3D world, yeah, I assure you, there is a law called karma, and it is the law of cause and effect. And frankly speaking, it makes perfectly good scientific sense if there is a cause of an action there is going to be an opposite reaction to that same cause. So therefore, not only does the cause have an effect, but it also has an equal and opposite reaction as is necessarily brought about by the vibration and the energy expounded on reincarnation. Yes, I can attest that it's real because I know for a fact I've been here more than once. All right? Exactly how many times? I couldn't tell you because I really honestly don't know. I only know that I have an archive within the consciousness of my being that stipulates that, yes, I've had many lives in many places and experienced a great deal, and it is that experience and the wisdom that was garnered from those lives that I now have access to. Okay? So that's there's me. Not a lot of, there's not a lot of people willing to talk about their past lives because so many people have no experience or knowledge of that, folks. So those of us that have usually wind up learning what our mission is on the planet and one of mine as an extraterrestrial in becoming an ascension master I had a lot to learn and I had to die as a child and die as an adult and see my child die and see my parents die before I had the courage to speak to people outwardly on the radio so people could hear whether they wanted to hear or not Something inside some of these people that are listening and playing with us is the fact that they have not received their memory of being out in space, out on a spacecraft or up working above these galaxies, and I have. And I can tell you there's a lot more that you need to be afraid of than just living here and worrying about falling over because there's a lot of love. There's also the opposite of that, and that has something that's much, much bigger than me, and I became very God-fearing because God is everything, and when you realize God is everything and there is karma and dharma in this reality, that means you have to learn your lessons because in order to be like God, that is the curiosity, that is the divine wisdom of knowing that you exist. And for God to exist outside of himself, herself, their selves, because we were created in the image of God, other gods had he, many mansions hath he, and the Father in heaven. And this was based on a time when there was no time. And I can attest to that because I've been there. And it's very, very 
like nothing you could ever experience here. So you have nothing to relate it to. So the reason I came back in this reality again after dying several times, and this meaning from 1951 till 2021, is the fact that I've lost a lot of loved ones. And it's hard because you fall in love with your parents, with your siblings, your brothers and sisters. And to watch them die is very hard. And then to see your own children. Parents aren't meant to see their own children die. It's probably one of the most painful things you'll ever experience. So that pain is what's given me strength to claim that I know God and that Jesus has sent me because it was time for the Ascension Age movement and for this to become a reality that all religions, all religions, they're either right or wrong because they're made of man, not God. So when you're called to divine purpose as an Ascension Master to proclaim that Ascension is real, you have to walk your talk, and that is one of the hardest roads for anybody to lead. And I don't envy any of my fellow Ascension Masters, but we've been called. It's time, and we're going to open arms as long as uh, we have them to open. <laughs> to everybody is a warm and welcoming group, regardless of what you think or know, whatever level you are at regarding other realms, dimensions, worlds, universes. And even in space, for all of you that are out there in virtual reality, especially young kids playing all the games that we have set up, yes, your elders set those up for you, so you would learn how to manipulate your energy inside a box, your box. It's your black box. It's your spirit, your soul. And what we're doing is giving you a way that you can use your senses so you can navigate around space when there is no time and there is no space. There's only darkness. There's only black. So for all of you out there that feel like you're a little on the mischievous side and you want to know what life is really like out there, you need to go into a pitch black room and shut every piece of light out around the windows, black tape it where you can't see anything and you can't do anything and you just be. Now, for a lot of people, they call that meditation, <laughs> but there's a form of sending and receiving energy and sending and receiving thoughts, and one of the lessons in our uh, ways of teaching uh, what we would call morals and integrity and principles, our integrity with the Ascension Masters comes from many, many lives, many lives back where there was a lady there was over the gulf. It was a woman god over the souls, and she was over the gulf of souls. And it's a very, very deep place in this dark black space that one can fall into. And those that are the very old souls were the ones that helped create the newer souls based on what all of us came together at the various way before time existed, way before there was space. So this is where we start talking about the gulf of souls. It's like the gulf, G-U-L-F, the way we think of like the Gulf of Mexico or the gulf. And it's something you need to learn about because you want to know in the beginning. So in the beginning was nothing, absolute. And so we call God the monad, the absolute. God was all there was. But in the beginning they said the word. So God in the splatness. 
that I've taken you to tell you that that is how you begin your life's journey in the blackness and the darkness, and you come out of it into the light. That's why we talk about the light, so you can see. And even people that can't see have a way to see inside their mind with visions and pictures that are created. And that is of a divine nature because how else do they do it? But it's been proven they can and they do with their touching and feeling and hearing. So there's everyone has a mission and everyone has a calling. And many of us that are the older souls from way back in the darkness in the beginning when we were feeling around, and I've actually done that, <laughs> we were literally feeling around and we learned about cells and how we could each be individuals. And this is where all your universes come from. Believe it or not, there was way before the Big Bang Theory. So what you're going to be learning now in this reality is the many levels that we have created for you to know about inside the blackness, inside the darkness, outside and way inside what you call black holes, but it's all basically the same. But humans have not gotten there yet, even in our philosophy of science that we call quantum physics, but we're working on it. So right now what we're going to call all that you're going to be learning in the future about when the world goes to darkness, and you may hope that your soul is not here when it happens, because if you haven't gotten the tools to survive that, then you may go right back into the Gulf of Souls and start all over again from the darkness. And I have to admit, that wasn't very much fun. I didn't make it the first time around, and I wound up spinning out into darkness and got on a circle of darkness and went all the way out to the future before I could understand the past. So there was no now for me. There was no isness. There was no nowness. There was no present. There was only me chasing the future, looking back in time, because there was no time. So I had no way to describe it because I had been not in the isness and the now. So we're doing our best as ancient souls coming back on the planet to teach a lot of things that have been left out of the teachings. And in a way, it's because humankind coming and going to this planet left it out. Our mother nature with this planet, which we've uh, created for uh, the way we take care of uh, attrition rate and the oversouls, is we will take the different templates and we will fold them under each other. And that in turn will engulf like how we got – well, Mu used to be here in Atlantis. But we will take the energy of the plates and fold them over. And that is sort of scrapes Mother Earth clean and we start anew and then we build up from that with the cells from Mother Nature and God and volcanoes and it spews up and starts forming land again out of nothingness. So we go way back before there was land, fire, water, earth, and energy, all the way back to the original source, which is God. And I want you to learn how to talk about that, even if it's in your philosophic views as uh, myths and legends, because humans have always had a way of keeping symbols sound and energy because they don't like the isness of the darkness <laughs> so we use symbols to record and thank god that god formed light so with the light 
Richard. You want to talk about the light for a while because coming out, you know, all the we can go into a little bit of the esoterics, but uh, our church has our beliefs, and we're going to make it as simple as we can. But talking to eighteen and older adults, continuing education, how would you say that we can start teaching the ascension? We've got the seven chakras of your energy and the colors, so we'll use all the baby steps. Uh, it used to be uh, called just chakras in the old Indian Eastern, but the Western modalities entertained it, and now it's become integrative medicine, and we're all teaching others how to help themselves heal their own souls with energy in where your chakra balancing is but we also call these lights spinning one way or the other the same thing we talk about planets spinning one way or the other and now inside we know some cells spin one way while some spin the other and I don't know how deep you want to get into that but we've got a long time we've still got 45 minutes left <laughs> well I don't necessarily want to get into biochemistry or atomics or molecules for that matter uh, okay. But basically, there is a propensity of energy that is a construct of light, okay? Light basically animates everything. So you could say that light is the active source of God themselves, all right? And if you take it from that, you would understand that, of course, the greatest light we have here on Earth is the sun. And we are basically very much controlled by the sun. It, it determines when our food will grow. And when, when other things occur, it also measures our day and our night for us because naturally the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. And when it goes around to the other side of the earth, then those people in turn have a sunrise and a sunset as opposite of ourselves here in North America. But uh, in addition to that, I mean, where would your house be if you had no electricity? You would then have to shuttle down to candles, okay, and the candles, the, the fire itself is also light. Because why? It is a perception that we have that awakens our receptivity in our eyes, in our retinas, to show that in fact something is there and around and beyond ourselves in the direct environment in which we are. So light, uh, I mean, we see by light. If it weren't for light, we would have no eyesight at all because light itself is reflected on our retina and in various portions of our eyes that allows us to see. So in addition to that, then of course, the brighter the light, the harder it is on your eyes. So if we were talking God as a central force, then you would imagine that you could not watch or look at God because the perception of God's face would be such a tremendous life, a light that it would actually burn even your spiritual eyes unless you were fully adjusted to there or, you know, given grace so that in turn you could perceive God's and God and all their eminence without being harmed by any way. So we are absolutely under the constructs of light in our reality. We have the sun, which uh, helps our plants to grow so that we can eat different foods and things of that nature. And that animals that we destroy in turn to use as meat that are also fed uh, herbivores and, and so on and so forth in all those different constructs in all of our natural reality around us. Light is a very, very principal thing. It helps trees. It helps plants. And of course, trees we rely upon for our oxygen. If we did not have trees, we would no longer have oxygen. 
and we have to have oxygen to survive. If you deprive a person from oxygen, they will die. But I want you also to understand that it is only the body that dies and not the spirit, okay? Your spirit is eternal. And that is why you can reincarnate time after time after time, because your spirit is eternal. The body dies because the body is a vessel that is used for a given life, the world around you, and learn from the world around you all that you need to learn, okay? So when it comes to light, light defines what we see. It defines what we experience. It defines what we feel warm with, whether it be fire or flame, whether it be a fire outdoors, whether it be a cooking stove, whether it be a barbecue, whatever the means may be that you decide to cook by. Again, that is the element of fire and the element of light because light is contained within fire. So um, then you break it down and, and, you know, you, of course, have water and you consider that human beings are made 90% water, all right? And that, of course, all bodies of water around us supply us with water, which again, if you deprive a human being for at least 10 days without water, they will actually die simply because we have to be able to drink water in order to supply the oxygen within our bodies and in our cells within our bodies. We have to oxygenate and we have to have water as a a sustenance, as a sustaining vehicle or what Of course, you know, uh, the earth we walk upon, the earth grows all of our plants, it sustains all other animals, it sustains us with our houses and our tenements and whatever else. And of course, it also helps to ground us as well as allow us to garden and all of these other helpful things, okay? And then of course, in addition to that, you have the element of air and we have to have air. And of course, the air is produced partially by the trees in our atmosphere Uh, the oxygen that they give off to us as they absorb our carbon dioxide because our carbon dioxide somehow is transformed into the tree as a liquid or something that helps them to grow and helps them to build their own structure within themselves so that in turn they create more and more oxygen. Now, um, in addition to that, you know, That's the four elements. Well, if you consider your body, your body is basically constructed by the four elements. Well, then, of course, you introduce the fifth element, which is spirit. And it is spirit that actually regulates and sustains your body. Because, again, factually speaking, all right, and your spirit leaves the body, the body dies. Okay? And this is why I cannot put enough emphasis on the fact being that your spirit is foremost. So, therefore, if you love God with all of your spirit... That is all of your being, okay? That's your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual selves all combined. And you devote yourself to the love of God because you understand that God loves you as, you, as much as you love them, but probably a billion fold over beyond even our conceptual understanding. Because when I have died and been physically dead in the body, my spirit rose. And yes, I went before the face of God. And yes, I saw God. And I was told by God that, quote, unquote, I had not done enough that I had agreed to do, and I must return. And returned I did. But in light, we are also energetic forms, okay? We are swirls of light. We are beings of light. Now, yes, in a two-dimensional world, of course, you cannot have light without darkness, nor can you have darkness without light, because you have to have a differentiation between the two. The darkness sustains light, and the light sustains the darkness. 
And sometimes, unfortunately, when you start, start talking about mental perceptions and mental personalities or emotional personalities, then you start delving into the fact that some people believe they are called upon purely by the darkness and they want to be evil and they want to harm all kinds of people. And this is, becomes their nature, okay? And this nature is, is very hard to understand and perceive simply because the majority of people are usually at least a balance to some degree of both the light and the darkness. And, of course, then you have those on both sides where you have people that are purely of the light and you have per- people purely of the darkness. And in the midstream amongst it all, there are those that are a combination of both. So you could, I guess you could call them gray in a manner of speaking because that's the color you get when you add white and black together, you get gray. So you then have to understand that in darkness, all is consumed. And in light, all is born or given birth. And this is a very deep thought indeed. But at the same time, it is very readily understandable simply because the light allows you to know who you are. When you look in a mirror, you see an image before you of who you are. And yes, your face tells all kinds of things about you, but your eyes tell even more. And they say that the eyes are the place of the soul or the place of the spirit. So when you look into a person's eyes, you can see a great deal more than what is perceived by you in front of you by their face or their physical structure. And again, the eyes perceive light and they are an instrument of the light. And if you take away the light, such as as Teresa was sharing with sense deprivation, where you have absolutely no sense whatsoever. In other words, there is absolutely nothing around you. The blackness completely absorbs you more or less because you cannot see. There is nothing to feel, okay? Some people do it in a buoyancy chamber where actually you're buoyant in in water, which actually sort of synthesizes or uh, emulates the womb because naturally as infants we are contained in our mother's wombs and we are in a sack of water and we are grown in our mother's womb by the nutrients that our mothers feed us. And that's how we turn into human beings until such time that, you know, we are neutral. We have become sufficiently nutriated to the degree that we can be self-sufficient on our own. And this, of course, is the period of gestation, which lasts nine months. Now, you have to also understand that there is no early arrival, okay? God calls all of us home at the most appropriate time. No one arrives home early and no one arrives home late, okay? Whether it be a three-day-old infant or a a 200-year-old man, okay? The three-day-old infant may have come into the relationship of the man and woman that conceived it so that in turn it could create an overall bond of love between those two given individuals and that those two given individuals come together in love and yet they are sparked by sadness at the loss of their child. But you have to understand they are also capable of creating another child and through the bond of love they then in turn have that to do so. And that spirit that was only here three days was given the mission to do nothing more than to create the love and well-being in the hearts of those two given individuals. And then in turn, it remained, it returned home and became its angelic spiritual self. Whatever level of being it may be on, it immediately returned to. But again, you see, 
the person who's been here a couple hundred years, not that anyone to my knowledge has reached that as of the moment, but at least somewhere, somewhere near at least 120 or greater years old, usually they're Asian in nature or Asian in civilization, culture, etc. But the thing of it is, they have been here all this time so that in turn, hopefully they will be respected by their children, by their grandchildren, by their grandchildren's grandchildren, okay, for the wisdom that they hold because they have seen life for over a 100 years. That's a tremendous amount of experience and a tremendous amount of all kinds of wisdom that has been saved up in them, okay? So again, getting back to the light contains more light. The infant, as it is born, well, you could say that the the infant is absolutely innocent because they have no life experience. So therefore, they are the breadth and width of God. As they come into manifestation, they are born upon the earth through the through the manifestation of creation in that a spirit has now come into the, the woman's womb and then in turn is born as a human being. And that human being in turn has a soul or a spirit, Okay. And so that spirit would be judged or given grace from the aspect being that they are completely new. They have no human experience other than the suckling that they will immediately arrive at from their mother, okay? And that mother bond of a love between the child and the, and the mother is the greatest love that we as humans can experience. But at the same time, you have to understand that the person who is absorbed over a hundred years of experience has such great wisdom that it should be valued tremendously. And here is a downfall. It's a very unfortunate downfall. But here in the West, we treat our elders as though they're no longer any good. Pull them off to to rest homes and, and convalescent homes to die. And oftentimes they die alone. Okay? Now, fortunately for all of us, we are always in the presence of God. And we are never, ever alone. We always have guides. We have angels. We have a healing team. We all have intermediaries. We all have kinds of angels. We have all kinds of ascended masters and all kinds of ascended beings on different frequencies and different vibrations, which is why we don't see them. Because, again, our perception of light only goes out in a certain bandwidth. And anything that radiates at a frequency higher than that bandwidth, we cannot physically perceive because our eyes will not transfer in that frequency of light into our consciousness. So therefore, it is beyond our perception. But no one, and I do stipulate, no one is ever alone. We do not die alone, okay? But unfortunately, if you're human and all your family and all your friends have abandoned you, and you find that you physically die alone with no one there to comfort you whatsoever, you have to understand that as you pass or in the process of passing, all of your loved ones that have gone before you are there to greet you. All of your loved ones that have gone before you that are your ancestors in other lives or in your hereditary tree as a family, etc., etc., they are all there to greet you and to welcome you home. Your angels are there to greet you and welcome you home. There are all kinds of beings that surround you all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even though you cannot see them, they are there with you. And this is the grace and this is the hope that we all have. For our inner nature, which is spiritual, is comforted and guided and given wisdom on a daily basis. 
given guidance and understanding on a daily basis that even though we may be caught up in chaotic situations or griefous situations or whatever the, the trauma may be that surrounds us and influences us emotionally and mentally, it does not matter. And the reason it does not matter is because this is an experience you are having to learn from. This is not the end result of who you are or where you came from. This is only an experience that you are having temporarily and it is given to you so that you may learn and gain from it the lessons that are here to be learned as a human being. Because you see, as a spiritual identity, you do not have a physical body. You are a being of swirling conscious light. Okay? That is what we truly are. And this I know for a fact. Why? Because this was the one gift that I asked God to give me before I returned to my physical self at the age of 14. I asked God, please, I beg of thee, allow me to see who and what I truly am. And he said, not a problem. And somehow my consciousness that was my spiritual consciousness stepped out aside of my spiritual being and I was allowed to look back. And all I was was a multicolored ring or spiral or circle of swirling lights, okay, that had consciousness. And, of course, my consciousness went back into the circle of light. And then in turn, my circle of light, my spiritual essence, went back down to the earth. And I reincarnated and rose as Lazarus from the grave. All based on light, all based on frequency, all based on vibration. Because when you speak frequency and you speak vibration, again, you are speaking common commonalities of light. Okay? It's a light frequency. It is a vibration of light because light in itself is energy. And depending on, again, I mean, look at the electricity in your house, okay? You have electricity flowing into your house, and from your house, then in turn, you have lights that you can turn off and on so that in turn you can see your surroundings. So there, Teresa, I think that's a pretty good explanation of the beings of light. Hello? Okay. Yes, I was unmuting. I was, I was muted. So the okay. ways of the world... And why we have some that seem uh, not so godly. This is something that turns cities into Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) If you've ever heard of that story about Sodom and Gomorrah and uh, the angels were there and uh, they were delivered, thank goodness. But Lot, with his conversation of the wicked, it says, For the righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day after their unlawful deeds. They were doing some stuff they shouldn't be doing on this. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. And that's pretty spooky. And that's in the New Testament, okay? Not the old. That's in Peter. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanliness and despise government, Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil 
of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the day's time, spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and they cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. In heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and have gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. So I could go on and on, but he says he rebuked the iniquity of the dumb, and speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophets. But there are wells without water, clouds carried within a tempest, and the midst of darkness to reserve forever. And a lot of people may never have heard this because these aren't the most famous words spoken. This is in the New Testament. And, you know, we speak about swelling words and the way that people lust after things of the world. But we're really here now to clean up and be minimalist and to realize that God does make promise. Okay, back to you again. I've got more company. Go ahead, Richard. Talk about a little bit. I'll be right back. All right. Well, I mean, I, in no way, I guess I, I humbly offer this as my opinion. All right. Back in the day when the Bible was written, even the New Testament, uh, there were only four scribes who could legally write, and that was Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right. So you have to understand that these other books that were written and attributed to other men, uh, maybe at some later point, in their evolution of the disciples and the spreading of the word unto the churches, the seven churches around the world, and all of this like, okay, you have to understand that not all of the Bible is the inspired word of God, that oftentimes there is the interchange of man's conception of what God should be or man should be. And so you have to take this into your hearts, and you have to weigh it, okay? Because, you see, I don't believe in a God that judges. I believe in a God that is unconditional love, and therefore there is no judgment. So therefore, if you sit here and you quote phrases even from the New Testament or a part of the Bible that is condescending and judgmental, then I would say that that is coming and emanating from the mind of man. Okay? Now again, this is just my humble opinion, and you're welcome to form your own opinion, whatever it may be, because in actuality, there is no right and no wrong, just as there is no one above another or below another. We are all equals in the divine eyes of God, okay? We are all children of God. Now, whether you wish to go astray and come into the world and love all the world has to offer and treat other people like garbage and abuse people and harm people and even kill people and this kind of thing, well, again, you have to understand there is a law of cause and effect. And yes, it will definitely come back to get you because what you do unto others shall be given unto you. And that's just divine law. That has not a thing to do with the Bible. Okay? I'm a theologian. I'm also a doctorate in religious science. So yes, I have read all 14 versions of the Bible in 17 different languages. And yes, this, the language that Christ spoke at the time that he was alive was Aramaic. Okay? Which is a language that was in the area of where he transited civilization and where he was born. However, 
He also became competent in Hebrew. Why? Because, again, that was the major religion around the civilization in which he was born and in which he interacted. Now, that's neither here nor there because we're speaking of Christ the man, all right? And simply because it is Christ the spirit who shares with us is Christ consciousness. And this is a state of being we are all capable of arising to. However, again, this is personal choice because we all have free will. And this free will is what also determines what lessons we do and don't undertake. And it also allows us to make choices sometimes that are not so good. And when we make those choices that are not so good, we have to learn the better choice at a later time. So anyway, yes, there shall be men that basically are evil and wicked. There shall even be societies, possibly, that could be created wholly evil and wicked. Fortunately, as far as I know, if any of those existed, they are now all in the far past. Now, yes, we do have a civilization that dwells on materialism and actually, unfortunately, even considers gold and wealth to be more valuable than human life itself. And I'm sorry, but when things get to that drastic note term, we are indeed living in very dire times and dire days. Because I'm sorry, there's nothing more precious in all of creation than human life itself or the life of any given being, regardless throughout creation, regardless of whether they be human or not. They are still a divine entity of spiritual existence and spiritual presence that was at some point in time created by Godhead. Okay? So, again, you know, if you expand your awareness and expand your sight and get out of tunnel vision, you can see a lot of different perspectives and a much wider range of things than you would normally come in contact with consciously, spiritually, emotionally, or mentally. And this is what we are calling you to do. This is the awakening process, okay? The awakening process says I am aware. I am aware of who I am, of where I come from, and I am aware and willing to learn why it is I am here and to where it is I am going through, I am no longer here. That is all part of the awakening process, you see? And all of this judgment and all of this condemnation and all of this such thoughts are basically evil. Why? Because I don't judge anyone. Now, granted, I will judge your actions. Why? Because the manner in which you act in front of me basically is, in fact, causing or creating some manner in which I either react towards you, against you, with you, through you, or completely ignore you altogether and allow your actions to stream by me without having any effect upon me whatsoever. So, again, you see, we live in a world of free will, all right? And we are all divine beings in human form. And our humanity, our altruism, our reaching out passion and mercy towards other human beings is what are basically, you could say, a reflection of the true spirit of God or the creator that made us all. And that is what is crucial and essential in understanding. That is the first tenet, okay, in the ascension path, is that you must love God with all of your being and then in turn treat others the way you want to be treated through love and understanding and compassion because that is how we need to treat treat each other and not through 
condemnation or bias or discrimination or separatism, okay? Because all of those paths are not the truth, okay? Now, I am not here to say that my way or my understanding or my opinion is absolutely 100% truthful. It is for me, but that's only me, okay? It is up to you to find for yourself what is true, what speaks to you as the given being that you are, okay? And then in turn to decide for yourself if this is uh, the ascension path is something which you wish to undertake or not. That is your free will and your, your given choice as to whether you wish to or not. But I will go to, as far as to say this, that all children upon the planet Earth shall eventually someday wake up fully. And when they wake up fully, they shall understand completely how much the wool has been pulled over their eyes and how much illusion that they have been trapped into and completely overwhelmed by to the extent that they believe and forget who they truly are and believe themselves only to be human and caught up in a human reality in a 3D world. Okay? So, the choice is yours. If you wish to go on believing that you are simply a human being and that everything in your environment and everyone in your environment actually uh, exert control over you, then have at it, okay? And you have my blessing, and I grant you peace and hope and sincere love in the fact being that the road you have chosen is indeed going to be very, very hard. Why? Because only through ascending and awakening are you granted the gifts of the Spirit or the gifts from God. And when I speak of the gifts of the Spirit, then, of course, I start talking into the psychic realm, okay? Because, again, all of us are psychic. All of us are capable of developing any and all gifts that we wish to possess, it is just a matter of exerting your will and saying to God or the universe or creation itself that you wish to have this gift, and sure as to the devil, it shall be made manifest. Oh, and speaking of the devil and Satan, well, again, you see, uh, as a theologian, I acknowledge that these are created concepts and beliefs that are shared by millions or possibly even billions of people. Now, do I personally believe in a Satan or a devil? No, I do not. Okay? Why? Well, you take the word li- you take the word the devil and it is the word lived spelled backwards. You take the word evil and it is the word live spelled backwards. Okay? Now, Satan, of course, you know, if you're going to create a church in which you in which you wish to exert control over humanity to a large extent and get them to do and to follow you and to follow your teachings and so forth. Not that, again, there's anything wrong. I am not making judgment nor condemning any religious faith or, condi- or, or condemning any tradition, traditional path or any way of looking at life. Rather, what I am expressing is the fact that I refuse to be controlled in thought because I am an ultimate truth seeker and I seek the truth among all things. And the truth in reality is a very, very simple thing because the truth is obviously stated before us in all of our environments and it rings up before us real commonly. We do not see it. Why? Because we are programmed to believe, to get in complicated dialogue and to get into complicated beliefs because unless something is complicated, it can't possibly be real. So therefore, that which is simple cannot be real because it's not complicated. 
And that's the disharmony of man's mind, you see, because man's mind wants to to believe everything is absolutely complicated and has to be complicated or it can't possibly be real. And if you look at the way in which we have designed our cultures and our civilizations and where we are at now, our technology increases by the day in more and more complicated forms. And yes, it is going to get to the point that maybe at some point in time we'll be able to do things that we alone would attribute most likely to God. Um, such as, you know, creating entire civilizations on planets that in, our, that in accordance to our exploration would not normally be inhabitable. But if you create underground civilizations or you create domed situations where you've got oxygen put in the dome, then yes, people can reside there. But I mean, is this where we're headed? And if so, why? Okay, well, then you have to fall back and say, well, gee, you know, maybe we're creating too many people. And this earth can only sustain so many. And maybe that's why we need to branch out into space. Who is to know? Okay. I only know what is God's will in regards to, you know, what mankind needs to do in reference to treating each other with love, compassion, respect, mercy, and a genuine heartfelt care and concern. That is the the primary step to ascension because by Doing good unto others, others do good unto you, okay? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your path. It doesn't matter your tradition. They are all welcome, and they are all accepted here. Why? Because no one is judged, okay? When we speak of unconditional love, you speak of a love that has no condition. If it has no conditions, therefore it has no bias. It has no judgment. It has no conditions. There is no hidden agenda. Okay, there is no judgment from the aspect being of who's good, bad, or indifferent. All right, that's unconditional love. That is the foremost reflection of God that one can become. And no, I'm a long way from that. I am only human, just like the just like everyone listening and everyone else on earth. I am only human. Now, my spirit that may be an entirely different form that a lot of you may not be familiar with and we'll get into that eventually maybe and then again who knows because I've been given many things to do and as I'm here I hope to do them but whether I succeed or not is going to depend a lot on the condition of the environment and the condition of those with who I correspond and with who I interact energetically vibrationally and in a frequency of harmony the mission succeeds or not okay and no I am not forming a cult believe me I am very well aware of cults, and I have pulled a lot of people out of cults that were brainwashed into believing that they were their family and that they were, you know, there to to harmonize their reality when in actuality they were only being used in all kinds of nasty ways, okay? So when it comes down to it, ascension and the ascension path is nothing more than awakening to who you truly are. It is that simple, okay? There is nothing complicated about it. It is that simple. It is a pushing aside or a stepping back from all the material preconceptions and all the material wanderings and schooling that you've had educationally, okay, that lead you to believe that this reality that you see with your eyes in this 3D world is all there is. 
Well, that's an illusion, okay? This is only a very small tip of the entirety of existence. There are a multitude of dimensions. There are a multitude of universes. There are a multitude of planets. There are a multitude of cosmic bodies, all kinds of things out in creation that we are not even aware of, nor have we even scraped even so much as a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver of information from creation in order to get to where we are now, all right? So we have to determine as a race of one beings, okay, a race of one, a race of humanity, a race of unity, a race in compassion, harmony, respect, integrity. We have to create what we ourselves fundamentally accept as being real or are willing to allow into our immediate environment of experience, into our immediate world, into in turn our world overall as a globe, as the earth. That is for us to determine. And this is the responsibility that we have. Okay? We can say, okay, all right, let's go down this path over here and we'll embrace Armageddon and we'll embrace uh, all this negativity and everything else. And mankind can end themselves as a race by pushing the buttons and, of course, sending off all the nuclear explosive missiles and just exploding and contaminating the earth until, frankly speaking, nothing can live on the face of the earth anymore. Now, that's as negative as you could possibly be. But that is the precepts of Armageddon, and that is the precepts of the Holocaust, and that is the precepts of, you know, the end of times. I say, hey, if this is the world you want to live in, if this is the, the, the result of all that you have worked towards, and this is what you embrace fully, more power to you. But I will tell you right now, you have my blessing, but don't expect me to show up because I won't be there. Okay? I believe in a world that can embrace harmony, love, unconditional love, without judgment, without hatred, without bitterness, without harming either themselves or anyone else. Okay? A peaceful existence. And no, I'm not speaking of utopia. It is intrinsically non-sustainable unto itself. Why? Because there has to be such a harmony in utopia that it is almost beyond the reach of man. Okay? In other words, you would have to have a mankind that is not only awakened, but a mankind that is spiritually aware to the extent that their spirits are more incarnate in their human selves than their human selves are incarnate in their human selves. So yes, anything and everything that I suggest is attainable. Anything and everything that I suggest may be studied. It may be learned, okay? It is very simple. It is very, very simple. And the truth is always simple. But again, you see, I'm not forcing my opinion on you. I'm saying, hey, come and learn if you wish to. That's your choice. I give you the respect of understanding as a theologian, as a religious scientist, as a metaphysician, and one who has concretely not only experienced the, the, the divine directly in their own lives, but understands divinity not only as a term, but as a state of being. Okay? This is where I come from, and this is where I am going. Okay? So even if I should fail to succeed in created in creating this harmony 
this path of ascension that is widely used and widely undertaken by millions of people, all right? Even should at the last minute we not succeed, I will still go home just like any and all others will go home, okay? And perhaps I will come back and perhaps I will not because I'm given to understand this is my last time here. And with that said, Ascension Centers, the Universal Life Plan and the Great Awakening was the understanding that we're defined as the power to make experience more intelligible by analyzing it in the light of valid and appropriate general concepts. Now, we're human, so we're talking to you in business language English because we were born in America. So helping people learn the truth is a way of awakening sleepwalkers and clearing away the conditioned cobwebs from our minds. Now, no one with the truth is ever welcome in any culture. However, one never fails to dehypnotize many of the victims of the mass cultural process. So in today's cultures, as we witness the coming of the new paradigm, the new evolution, the new ascension age, we witness the great gratifying sight of many sleepwalkers awakening from their illusion that they called reality. So we're about bringing the truth of ascension of the higher consciousness, higher energy vibration, our fifth dimensional way of thinking to a third dimensional planet, awaken you sleepers. So this is something I wrote a long, long time ago in Hawaii about ascension centers, and that would be a home for the holistic way of thought and way of life and a new frontier in the internet, which we didn't have yet, about the new frontier of a virtual reality in motion, metaphysics, and spirituality is what I wrote. Now, inside the pyramid, we have the inner masters of the inner circles and the secret, sacred doctrines of the ascension masters. And these people are very old, very wise, and watch many worlds come and go, fade away in the macrocosm or the great world or the universes that are millions of Earth years old. So... We were going to start another revelation and a revolution of 2,160 years, so we were ready for the change, and we started concentrating our energy on this microcosm or our personal world, the one called Gaia, New Earth, or, or some call the old Mars, of course, by, hit by cataclysmic rock. So the plans to introduce a way of survival upon us now that will speak of a spiritual and educational awareness group. And we called it the world entity before the Internet. The world entity must segregate itself much like we, the word is W-E, an implosion from the self as it knows itself and integrate fully into a new light. That's called the awareness, and awareness is called ascension. A meaning to go up, ascending, rising, rising in power and influence in the macrocosm, the whole scheme of everything that is to come. So our job as administrators, as all-seeing ascended masters on earth, was to help recruit truth seekers who need the schools or know the plan. Uh, there's many paths and many journeys lead up the mountain path of ascension. So the plan was prepared in rough draft back beginning earth time for the year 1994 after death we have a way to observe your years 2012 ad and then it goes on to something about the calendars and the energy and what all we're requiring on earth to get environmentally conserved this was a concern back in the 80s when i was a kid 
and for us to be more socially responsible and to uh, recommend and observe us as angels, watchers, ascended masters. So the world had natural resources and people, so that was necessary. So we're called the resources, okay, to develop the knowledge. And the second was time and circumstances changing. So that belief was the work that had to be necessary and for valuable of its own sake to remain imported and important. So the energy drives the soul force. Now, we're going to talk about evolution of the way the world is and have to organize and process production for the ascension because it entails a lot of things, a lot of people on earth. And uh, there's an outline to culminate from it. Several people have the outline for the ascension masters and how we can organize and be better people and supervise our operation while we're moving into space and also, by the way, have a spaceport several of them on the planet. So that's where we'll stop and tell you that there is, uh, there is a calm before the storm and we are in the ascension age and we're looking for all those with free agency, which is God-given right of memory and passage into the ascension age. And all of you people out there that feel like you want to be alive and well on planet Earth and with others, let us know what you're capable of and what your talents and skills are, and uh, we're going to be having classes on radio and on YouTube. We're about helping and being in service to others. And let us know what your talent is. Are you uh, good at art? Are you good at making videos? Are you good at helping uh, others learn? You know, what is your talent and skills? Everybody has gifts. We're even going to be having some uh, more classes on Ascension Psychic Awakening classes for those of you interested, so hang in there with us, and this was only the second really powerful 2020 where we've got our belief and knowledge down, and this is sort of just a speaking of the Ascension Church, Johanna, do what is right as above, so below, so hopefully you got something out of this today, and Richard Knight, we appreciate you holding the fort and being the president of the ACO Club, and hopefully during the week we'll get some people coming and uh, wanting to help us help others and we do that folks as we uh go forward with all of our senses and we're heightening our senses as empaths and a lot of empaths are approaching me wanting me to understand more but to teach some classes so we're going to get probably on skype from what i can see that's being offered me and then you can come into our skype classes and then we'll post them as radio shows and i've got Teresa j morris ministries up and this is T.J. Morris E.T. Radio. And then Richard and I have started Ascension Church Ohana, which was started a year or two ago while my daughter, uh, I had Tracy J. Morris Ministries, but in her favor, we used the words Ascension Church Ohana to get separate from the one that took care of us. And I am also a member in my health facility as an Ascension card carrying master of Ascension in my insurance. In other words, when I go over here to the Ascension Clinic's their ascension centers and that's a whole lesson about how the ascension came to be on earth between the church state and governments and medical centers and it's really amazing that it all came together the way it is so love and light everybody and we're going to do our best to come back wednesday and thursday friday saturday we're all taking off monday and tuesday right now so wednesday uh, because richard is back with me i agreed to give uh, Wednesday's back open, more spiritual metaphysical. 
So, Richard, you want to come back Wednesday then, and we'll put the word metaphysics up and start working on all the schools in the metaphysical world, if you'd like. Sure, that sounds great. All right, folks. Well, love and light, and hang in there because, uh, you know, we've all got the same chance. We're all on a spiritual journey, and you're all the authors of your own life story. And we, of course, are here just to help you any way we can, uh, if we can. <laughs> Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. So hang in there Good and up. know that we're all about <laughs> love and light. And uh, we just want to know who you are and what you're doing and how we can be of service. So join us when you can. And we'll be back Wednesday, and Richard may or may not bring other people, depending on what lessons. We may do 20-minute overviews because we're going to start doing workshops maybe six weeks at a time on Skype or Zoom or some of the other places out there. Thank you, Richard. Good job. You really helped me today a lot, especially since I had people visiting on Sundays from different uh, people in our church. They're just coming by to a lot a lot's going on. So love and light everybody. Talk to y'all Wednesday, same time, same station, Pastor Richard. Yes. Pastor Namaste Richard. to all. Oh, Namaste, Namaste to all. That sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, love Namaste, folks. So love your angels. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hopefully we'll get musicians around sometime too. Give us some time. Yes. We'll make you happy.